Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Except for leap years, the lunar year has 354 days. Some lunar months have 29 days and other 30. The exact length of the lunar month is 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 parts. The solar year, on the other hand, has 365 days, 5 hours, 96 parts, and 48 subdivisions. Each hour is divided into 1,080 parts, each of which in turn is divided into 76 subdivisions. Although the Jewish calendar is based on the lunar year, we must guide ourselves by the sun in the celebration of our holidays. Pesach must be celebrated during the spring season, and Sukkot must be observed in the fall, at harvest time. Since the lunar year is shorter than the solar year, the difference in length between the lunar and solar years must be adjusted periodically, or else we would find ourselves one year observing Pesach in the fall and Sukkot in the spring. The adjustment is made by intercalating an additional month after the month of Adar, every 3rd, 6th, 8th, 11th, 14th and 17th year of each 19-year cycle. The biggest problem was the correct determination of the lunar months. In Talmudic days, the Bet Din would assemble on the 30th of each month to await the testimony of two reliable witnesses that they had just seen the new moon. If the Bet Din was thoroughly convinced that the witnesses had given correct testimony, they proclaimed that day to be the day of the new moon, the first of the month. If the moon's crescent was not seen on the 30th day, the new moon was automatically celebrated on the 31st day. The announcement of the new moon was signaled by burning beacons from mountain to mountain throughout the land of Israel and in parts of the diaspora. Later, the word was spread by messengers. Since these messengers could not reach the outlying communities in time, they always celebrated the 30th day as a new moon. If they were informed of postponement to the 31st day, they would celebrate that day as well. The Ramban, Nachmanides, writes that immediately after commanding this mitzvah, the Torah speaks of Pesach, indicating that this month, the month of Nisan, as well as all the other months of the year, are to be associated with the exodus from Egypt. The year begins with Tishri. However, Nisan is called the first month of the year because the exodus took place in that month. Just as in the case of the days of the week, which are numbered in relation to the Shabbat, so is each month connected with Nisan and the exodus from Egypt. Therefore, we find that in the Torah, the months are not named but numbered. That is, the first month after the exodus, the second month after the exodus. It was only in Babylon that the months became known by identified names, such as Nisan, Iyar, Sivan. Every nation bases its calendar on some historic event in existence. Thus, at one time, the Romans began their year with the coronation of Augustus Caesar, the Greeks with the Battle of Alexander the Great, and the Muslims with the flight of Muhammad. The Jews began their national calendar with the exodus from Egypt. If this is the case, asked the Abarbanel, why does the Jew also accept Tishri as Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year? He answers, because there are two beginnings of the year, and Tishri, which commemorates the beginning of creation, reminds us of the growing things which we need for our sustenance. In a national sense, however, it was ordained that 
we begin the year with the month of the exodus from Egypt, that being Nisan. The Ibn Ezra writes that the various phenomena of life require different timetables. The new year for produce, which involves the first fruits, tithes, and heave offerings, is different from the national new year that is connected with the exodus from Egypt. Lastly, why does the Jewish calendar follow the lunar system? Because the moon is the only heavenly body that renews itself each month. The Rekanati writes and explains that if God can renew the moon each month, it was certainly he who created the world in the first place. This serves us as a lesson in faith. He observes that the slightly darkened hue of the moon is a sign that it is grieving over the plight of Bnei Israel in exile. Another reason why the Jewish calendar is guided by the moon is that the moon, unlike the sun, can be seen both by day and by night. While non-Jews reckon their years by the sun, which symbolizes only one aspect of life, the existence of man on earth, Jews, on the other hand, look to both worlds, this world and the world to come.